it's not on the agenda, so I can talk about it without you saying we're ruining the agenda. But surely we must be going to Las Vegas, right? In October, yeah. You're back in? I cannot believe the roommates. I mean, Andy is convinced that they'll come down significantly, but yeah. they're nuts. Staying at the Rio for free. I don't think the Rio is even free for me. <laughs> I checked my MGM fairly recently, and I feel like rates were quite reasonable. At Luxor and Excalibur? Yeah. No, oh, yeah, no, those were very, very cheap for me. All right, all right. Before we start, I'll look. What? No, Which you should be. You should be thankful. No, don't do this. Do this after. This is like my equivalent of how you feel when I'm wandering around looking for slot machines to play. When I'm like, let, let me check my rates right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <With> the clicking. <laughs> click, 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 click. Howdy, it's Tuesday, August 9th, 2022, and this is episode 180 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Bonus episode, one week after the last episode. What a bonus. Which was only a little more than a week after the previous episode. Yeah? Except that we're probably going to go at least three weeks between episodes next time. Terrible. Because of vacation schedules and stuff. So we had to get it in now. So you're saying you cannot record until the week of the 29th of august something like that yeah all right that's fine so be it uh what happened in 1880 only one thing i came up with which is that according to the atlantic city experience ac's first pier opened ac legendary for its piers it was the west jersey pier which both opened and was destroyed in 1880 I cannot find any other information about it. Nothing about how it was destroyed, nothing about what was on it, just nothing. Do we know where it was? No. <laughs> and pretty much everything just references back to this Atlantic City experience or just blatantly copies and pastes from this Atlantic City experience thing. <laughs> so I don't know. There's very little information about it, but they have a little peer timeline that I'll link to that talks about this as the first peer. Maybe pier technology just improved significantly by the early 1900s when I think the steel pier opened. It had a good run. <laughs> a couple of days. 1880 to 1880. <laughs> yes, R.I.P. <laughs> anyway, so 1980, uh, a lot happened. It did. The Brighton opened on August 11th. So just to be clear, when we say a lot happened, I mean like a lot happened in the last like four months when they jammed everything in. <laughs> yes. So the Brighton opened August 11th, which later became the Sands, which was not the world's nicest casino, even when I saw it in like, you know, 2006 or whatever. So bad job with the Brighton. <laughs> you loved it. Uh, the walkway was cool. I have never been there because I didn't start going to Atlantic City until it was an empty lot. Mm -hmm. And I looked up some pictures of the casino floor and it was disturbing, like just low yeah, ceilings. No. Everything's mirrored. It was a lot. I did not like it. No. That's my review. My recollection, which is a bit hazy, is that it was not very nice. <laughs> yeah. It looked nice. F I mean, part of it looked nice from the outside. The actual tower looked yeah. basically just like the Trump uh, Plaza. <laughs> I mean, which we all know is beautiful because it is due for win world headquarters. This true. Before it was unjustly imploded without our permission. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, uh, there's a certain aesthetic, I guess, of Atlantic City casinos that's just yeah. a big 
white rectangle of rooms. Right. The Sands had it. Trump Plaza had it. The Atlantic Club to some extent. Oh, I'm jumping the gun. Yeah, yeah, that's you, you've jumped too far ahead. So Harrah's opened on November 23rd in 1980. So that makes it the, the first Marina Casino, right? Yes. Do you think that they served up a big like Thanksgiving turkey? Oh, Thanksgiving yeah. dinner. I, mean, I hope that so. had to be right around Thanksgiving. They, ha- right? they had to, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of wild. And then Golden Nugget, which is not the Golden Nugget you're thinking of shortly, <laughs> opened on December 12th. This is the Golden Nugget that Steve Wynn built. It was later known as Bally's Grand, The Grand, Atlantic City Hilton, ACH, and the Atlantic Club. So this is the property that is a little bit south of Tropicana on the boardwalk. Developed by Steve Wynn, designed by Joel Bergman. Also designed the Las Vegas Hilton. Beautiful as it always has been. MGM Grand, Golden Nugget, Las Vegas, the Mirage, Treasure Island, Paris, and the Rendezvous Tower at Resorts. The beautiful Rendezvous Tower. Yeah, when it says that he designed the Las Vegas Hilton, MGM Grand, I think that yeah. it, he was like part of a firm that designed them. Right. But then I think he was much, much more involved in like Golden Nugget, Vegas, Rendezvous Tower. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're not up to uh, Vegas tripping levels where it's only talk about like, you know, Roger Thomas or, or whoever and all the designers of these properties. Yeah, we don't we don't know We're all not the there ins yet. and outs of the designers no. and like, you know, pillow choices and just like right. why they select certain linens and how it gives you a certain sensation when you step in mm-hmm. through the door, which is what I aspire to be, but we're just not there. And I mean, partly to blame is the designers of these Atlantic City casinos not stepping up their game enough right. to make it worth it. I mean, I do like the little guitar touches hey, Ch- on Chuck the hard wrote, rock stuff. He wrote an article on Ocean and on Atlantic, Atlantic City. Club. Club, yeah, Atlantic Club, yeah. Atlantic City Hilton. Yeah, he, and he talks all um, about the, uh, the the wind designed touches yeah. on that. That article is probably still up somewhere. I'm sure it's still up. But anyway, by 1983, the Gold Nugget was the top earning casino with 262.8 million in gambling revenue. And by the way, they had really spectacular commercials that are, I'm sure, still on YouTube because I know we've shared them out in earlier episodes. I think. So. Yes, yeah, most famously, Steve Wynn and Frank Sinatra in the commercials. Yeah. So. If you want to go seek those out, look for Golden Nugget 1980s commercials on YouTube. I'm sure they'll come up. So what else happened in 1980? Well, so the 262.8 sounds very low, right? Because Borgata last year made $606 million. But the Consumer Price Index calculator I found on the Bureau of Labor Statistics website says that that $262 million is now worth $720 million in 2021 dollars. Thanks, Biden. All that inflation. Just, so, <laughs> just only in the last so year. Yes. Actually, it's in 2022 dollars. It's it's even more. <laughs> right. It really is. It's, it's like, like 1.13 billion. Yeah. Ah, oh, geez. <laughs> so the other thing that happened in 1980 that is taking up a whole lot of space in our agenda, but hopefully will not take up as much time in the podcast, is that the movie Atlantic City opened in theaters i know that you've seen atlantic city right that was your homework mm-hmm. yeah both of us uh we watched the trailer it starred burt lancaster and susan sarandon it was nominated for best picture best director best actor best actress and best original screenplay at the 54th academy awards it won a big fat none of them i don't know i watched the trailer it was very hard to well. tell from the trailer what it was about, but the trailer ends with them imploding the Traymore Hotel as the classic Hollywood trailer guy is like, Atlantic City. And so that's a really good Everyone deserves Atlantic a City. second chance. Yeah. The plot from Wikipedia, Sally Matthews, played by Susan Sarandon, is a young waitress from Saskatchewan. 
working at an oyster bar in an Atlantic City casino. She has dreams of becoming a blackjack dealer. Going through dealer training under the tutelage of Joseph. Joseph, from France, encourages her to learn French and become a dealer in Monte Carlo. This all seems like it's setting up for something totally different than where it actually goes, I think. Which is when Sally's estranged husband Dave and her pregnant sister Chrissy show up one day with the intention of selling $10,000, equivalent to $33,000 in 2021, of cocaine he had stolen in Philadelphia. I don't think she ends up in Monte Carlo, I have to say. It didn't seem that way. Like this, I don't. This whole setup of like she dreams to be a dealer in Monte Carlo. That doesn't seem like an important part of the plot. But I haven't seen the movie, so the trailer was absolutely ridiculous. So everything about it. Um, I'll I'll link to it. We'll probably have to watch it at some point. But let me tell you, it's not going to happen anytime soon. Maybe for like around episode two hundred, you could ask me, and I'll I'll consider watching it. <laughs> yeah. If if any of the readers have strong feelings about this movie. Let us know. The readers that listen to the podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have to watch it. I mean, it's on, it's on Amazon Prime, so I feel like I have to do it. Uh, we we can do it, but not anytime soon. That's that's my, my official take on it. I appreciate the note about the 2021 value of cocaine on Wikipedia, especially because of the synergy that it gives us with the 2021 value of 1983 golden, golden nugget dollars. Anyways, we have some updates from last episode. Mainly, Megan Kay pointed out that the lit show at the yard, which we mercilessly made fun of, is actually on the day of the air show, so that's significantly less embarrassing for 1990s alt-rock legends lit. Kyle, I need you to confirm... Yeah, I, I've heard it before. Thank Believe you. me, I, I had to get on a call with our friend Dave, and he started singing it, and then I was like, yes, I am familiar yes. with the song. The song, My Own Worst Enemy, a huge... Somehow, of all the things chance. that have ever enraged him on the podcast i think that was the one that, that did it the most so that's great uh so i listened to that song and i was like oh yeah i remember this song i would totally go see lit and then like a minute into the song i was like this song's terrible i would definitely not go see lit not that i was ever going to but the other thing that that brings up is that the air show is august 24th at 11 a.m so that's always a big day for atlantic city practice day is tuesday august 23rd at 11 a.m and i know we've gotten comments in the past that if you just want to go see some planes zoom around and avoid the crowds, that practice day is actually the thing to go to. What is your interest level in ever going to see the air show? Six out of ten? I think that's higher than mine. I'm not I'm not totally neutral on it. Like it would be cool, but I'm certainly not like actively making plans to do it. Yeah, no, I don't care anything about it. Hmm. I I mean I'm happy oh, that cool. it happens. Uh, I really liked going to the air show when I was like 14 years old at Andrews Air Force Base, but I don't know. As an adult, uh, I don't need to see it. I mean, my kids would love it. I'm sure that my son would be completely blown away by seeing a yeah. bunch of airplanes zoom around. But really, I think my kids would think it was kind of dull. But I would like it. So, see, for me, I would be staring at the airplanes and think, you know, what's better than these airplanes? A slot machine. <laughs> and I'm going to go in the casino right now and play a slot machine. And by play a slot machine, I mean wander around and try to figure out which slot machine I want to play. That's that's true. Yeah. Megan Kay also thinks that omitting Borgata Beer Garden from our rankings of outdoor places to drink was egregious. Did you go to the Borgata Beer Garden with us when we went many, many moons ago after our meetup? I don't think so. My recollection is that you did not either. I think you went into the casino have. and played. I think I, I was probably playing. Yeah, that, that sounds like me. Yeah, and I think I went to the beer garden with a couple of listeners. And it was fine, but I, it just feels like it's a bar at a pool to me. So I don't feel like it 
is on the we'll same level. But we'll yeah, I feel like I need to check it out again. Well, this was we like probably six years can't ago. though, because it's is it even open in the off season? No, mm-hmm. summer only. So, twenty twenty three, we'll check it out. Distant fourth is what I'll say. <laughs> uh, you, you think so? I mean, it's I've walked I've walked by the pool many times because when I used to do the very frequent Harris to Borgata walk, you'd walk right by the pool, going in by like the oh, employee true. parking lot and everything. Yeah, that seemed nice. The pool area is nice. Yeah, it just feels like a pool bar, like a big pool bar to me, and not like a real beer garden. But I mean, they have a lot of beer, though. I mean, I don't know what makes a beer garden if not a lot of beer. Yeah, at being outside, that's mm-hmm. part of it. It does check those two boxes. I take back all my criticism. <laughs> you'll, you'll just have to do some introspection between this episode and, and next episode and let us know what, what is disqualifying about it. <laughs> it's not disqualifying. I just didn't think my recollection of it is not is that it's not as good as the other three places, mm-hmm. at least to me. But a lot of people like to sit around a pool, so. Yeah, I mean, it seems better than other. Seems better than sitting, like, on the orange loop. <laughs> yes <laughs> or better than sitting at like a stadium-sized abandoned field like the the one at Bally's. hey we don't speak that way about the yard <laughs> it's not abandoned Jeez. i mean there was like three people there when we were there it was, it was very in like a hundred thousand square feet there's a difference between unoccupied and abandoned <laughs> abandoned implies no intention of, of use in the future Anyway, Tony's Baltimore Grill, they got their furniture back. So their their outdoor furniture, which was stolen, and I believe we talked about a couple episodes ago, is returned. I remember reading about this when it kind of first happened, and I believe they ended up giving, like, half of the reward to the people who turned it in or something. So what ended up happening there? Two people came back, and so they split the reward. Uh, I see, I see, I see. And uh, basically, it seems like the people came to them and said, we know who did it, who has it. They bought it from the person who stole it, uh, and so eventually it got returned. So what do you think? I have an important question for you because you've eaten at both a lot more recently than me. Best Tony's in Atlantic City. Tony's Baltimore Grill or Tony Bologna's? I've never actually been to the Tony Bologna's in Atlantic uh, City. Well, but you go to the one in Hoboken all the time. Oh, so. Baltimore Grill's so. way better. Okay, good. I mean, I like Tony Bologna's, but I would never pick it over. All right. All right. So there you go. Definitive rankings of Tony's pizza shops in <laughs> i would guess if you're like really into new york style slice or if you really are into like chicken ranch buffalo yes. oh yeah whatever no, you want like steak pizza if you want like the shit face 3000 or whatever it is that's like yeah buffalo chicken ranch or if you want like no, general sauce chicken pizza or the heart attack no. pizza then definitely go to tony's uh tony bologna's. tony bologna's i'm guessing that if you just get a plain cheese slice at Tony Bologna's, it's going to be a better, like, New York-style slice than Tony's Baltimore Grill. I really like the sort of, like, little doughy kind of personal-sized pizzas at Tony's Baltimore Grill. The ambiance is obviously Infinitely amazing better. because we yeah. are dive bar lovers. So mm-hmm. I do like the Tony's Baltimore Grill. Another thing happening, Chicken Guy Opens at Harris. We talked about Chicken Guy already. I don't know why. I just love the name. It makes me laugh every it time. It is great. I do really it's just, like just it. Like, it's the guy with an exclamation point, and it's just like seems like the most Guy Fieri thing ever to do. Uh, it's just it kills me. If it was anybody but Guy Fieri, I would buy a shirt. I'd be like annoyed. <laughs> oh, really? If it was anyone but Guy Fieri, I'd be like, that's just like tacky and bad. But because it's Guy Fieri, it's just like funny. Yeah, to that's me. true. I do. I mean, I am sitting here staring at a 
tops Allen and Ginter Guy Fieri card <laughs> that I have slabbed in a quarter inch thick plastic. <laughs> I mean, as one has to do, it's worth a nickel. Uh, but yeah, if you ha- if you find one, you ha- you have to do that. I mean, I do like Guy. I I will try it. I will hundred percent try it. Yeah. But yeah, it opens on August thirtieth at the Harrows, so you can mark that on your calendar. So if you just go for a whole week, you can go to the air show lit concert at the yard, Chicken Guy opening day at Harris. And I don't don't see why you wouldn't do that. There's another event happening in Atlantic City that I don't know why I put on this, but I thought it was funny. The Atlantic City Pickleball Open is September 19th to 24th at the Convention Center. I don't Do you know anything about pickleball? Yes. Have you played pickleball? No. No, you haven't really. I'm kind of surprised. It's the new big thing. I'm not 65. Hey, I've played pickleball. There's courts what? right down the street. I have a pickleball set. Unbelievable. All the Hoboken parents play pickleball. Oh, really? At the it's Southwest all, Park. All the olds play pickleball. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's and... definitely an old people game. Yeah. It's great fun. I mean, I've played a lot of, a decent amount of tennis, but yeah, not. No, it's, tennis it's is not... way too hard. Pickleball, much easier. Yeah. Uh, so, so you and I can register as team do for a win. We can just go sign up and go play and take on a bunch of olds. It sounds great. I agree with your first comment that I don't know why this is on the agenda. <laughs> I expect that this is going to be a massive, massive event. Yeah. Like, the, like thousands the, the, of The pickleball is so big right now. So yeah, I'm sure it is. I guess the biggest news that we should talk about is the changes to Hard Rock. Do you want to take this one? Sure. So the Hard Rock AC president, Joe Lupo, who was previously with Borgata, is going to leave Hard Rock AC to be the head of new Hard Rock Vegas, which is current Mirage. Once that changeover happens, uh, this is going into the AP. Uh, is this Wayne Perry or someone else? Do you know? Yes, it's Wayne Perry. Friend of the podcast, Wayne Perry. Anthony Ferranca is getting promoted from general manager to president at Hard Rock. Uh, he's hired in June, previously the executive VP at Maryland Live. Yes, Maryland Live connection. So, I don't know. I know Joe Lupo is extremely well regarded by everyone, and certainly it seems like Hard Rock has been going just up and up since they've opened. So Very highly regarded at Borgata. Very at Borgata, too. Yep. Regarded at Hard Rock, so he's going to go run the new you know, Guitar Hotel in Vegas once that opens. Hmm? So this new guy, I mean, he's got big shoes to fill, Anthony Franco. He's yeah. got to do a good job. We'll see what happens. If, Hard Rock's if, doing well. they, if he doesn't, we'll, we'll need to see if they can, they can keep the second spot. So Yeah, we'll be here to take him down a peg if it goes bad. That's right. That's what we do do for a win. Yeah. <laughs> the absolute watchdogs of casino executives. In so, so do we know, is there a date for when Hard Rock Vegas is opening? I don't know. Okay. 1995, it says. No. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Hard Rock Las Vegas plans to open their guitar-shaped hotel in 2025. Oh. So it's, oh, it's a little ways away. That's pretty, pretty, pretty far in the future. Yeah, 1995, I'm sure, was the, the one that is now the Virgin Casino or whatever. So I, I, what I don't know is if they're going to rebrand, I would assume they're going to just rebrand Mirage well before that, like mm-hmm. while they're building this guitar hotel. Yeah, maybe, I'm not sure. For rebranded Mirage. Wow, it's, no, it says 2025 for the re- rebranded Mirage. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, are they going to like shut it down and do like a complete maybe. refurb and open it back up? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't have a lot of information about it. You listen to more Vegas podcasts than me, so it's not my wheelhouse. I don't, I'm not up on Vegas. I don't listen to a lot of Vegas stuff because hmm. I never go. So don't yeah, there we go. So us, listener questions. Us all uh, like looking into this is exactly what the listeners want to hear during the podcast yeah. because we don't do our research ahead of time. I really thought I nailed it. I was like, I've, yeah, I've got so much research about everything and not this. <laughs> you, th- you threw one question out there and I'm just uh-huh. lost. What about listener questions? 
So Chuck Frayne wants to know, where is a good locals event calendar to be found? There isn't one. That's the hard, that's the, the sad answer. So this, this actually launched a lot of conversation on Twitter from Route 40 and some other people like a woman who runs the This Is AC program. Route 40 said, this is something we've always wanted to do, but it is really time slash effort intensive. A reliable calendar and weekly email would be a hit, but it's a full-time job. Um, so I've always just used the AtlanticCityNJ.com calendar, which is like the GUAC site. But it is extremely casino event heavy, and there are like a couple of venues outside of casinos that it picks up, but not many. And even within the casinos, it really only picks up kind of like the main stage events. It doesn't pick up things like Villain and Saint is having a band on such and such a night, or, you know, the Hard Rock Cafe is having a live band Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So what ends up happening is I look, before I go on a trip, I do end up looking at all the individual casinos to see what their schedule is. And it doesn't pick up things like Bure, Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall, Rhythm and Spirits, like all these places that also have live music and events. And I'm sure I am just missing a ton of other local venues that have events, community events, like things that are at like the Noise Arts Gallery and stuff like that. Like I, I don't even know where to look for that stuff. And it seems like that is a common complaint. One thing that came up out of this is that uh, Leslie Jesperson is launching AtlanticCityAdventures.net on August 15th, and that's going to aim to fill this need somewhat. So hopefully that uh, comes through and we get some semblance of an event calendar. So so keep an eye out on that. But yeah, interesting that there, this doesn't really exist to the fullest extent. So I'll ask the next question because you're the right person to answer it. What is the origin of your opening music? Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> the opening music is called Sideman Strut. And it is GarageBand and iMovie royalty-free music. It is as simple as that. I was editing the very first issue, very first episode in GarageBand. Issue, issue one of Do For, yeah, quite the collector's item. Yeah, you said readers, I said issue, you know. I think it was a hollow foil mm-hmm. cover. So I just needed to pick from the royalty-free music, and I thought that the spirit... And the vibe of Sideman Struts was exactly what we were going for, and that's been it ever since. All right, so the next question I can probably handle. So can you give a rundown of Trop's Mini Towers, the location room quality most recently renovated, uh, which is good that you've actually done the research here because I wouldn't have that. But uh, yeah, so Trop has five towers. The nearest nearest to my heart certainly is the West Tower, where I've spent many, many, many nights. <laughs> You write renovated in 2013, but I thought there have been rumors that it's been renovated pretty recently and is not a disaster anymore. Or is that all all lies? No, all the like hardwood floors and stuff that you've seen is the latest renovation. That's terrible. Don't so that's awful. Don't go. So that's what you. So what you need to know is not a lot of furniture, hardwood floors, like very sparse. It's not hardwood. It's like linoleum. It's yeah, right, right. Not yeah. Sorry, hard, hardwood is giving it way, way too much credit. Yes, it's linoleum to look like hardwood. Mm-hmm. It's it's terrible. There hasn't been a meth explosion in a few years, which is good. Yeah. So it's gone uphill in that way. But other than that, it's 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 not nice. Don't do it. So there's the North Tower, which is the oldest tower. You say it was last renovated in 2014 to 2015. I have stayed there. The rooms are quite big, but it was it was old. It was beat. Yeah. It was not nice. Uh, you you went to that room when I had it in the North Tower, right? I think it was a big so. room. But it wasn't it wasn't good. When you say that I say these have been renovated, I'm going totally by Wikipedia, which is sure. the only source I could find. Unfortunately, yep. this the source that would have had all this stuff completely accurate 
was Seven Stars Insider. Yeah. Yeah, what else? The South Tower, which is the only tower I have not been in. Mm. Uh, it's the second oldest, renovated in 2018. I hear it's also not very nice, though, so do not recommend, frankly. The Chelsea Tower, which includes both the hotel and, I believe, below it, the Annex, purchased by Trop in 2018, and you took one for the team and stayed in the Chelsea Tower last time you were there. It seemed terrible. Super not renovated. Nothing about it is renovated. I mean, the lobby's very nice. Yeah, the the lobby's nice. It's got got a Gilchrist. That's good. It does. But uh, yeah, the rooms, the hallways, not not great at all. No, not good. We have not been in the, the Annex, though. I hear that they're supposed to be even worse. Yeah, I mean, supposedly that was renovated in 2018, which is around when Tropicana purchased it. But the hotel, the tower itself is like very motelly. I've seen pictures of the hallways and it's like, I don't, don't know about that at all. Uh, did you mention Havana Tower? Did you talk about that? Yeah, I was, sa- I was saving the best for last. And so the newest tower is the Havana Tower, uh, the one that is in the quarter. So that was just built in 2013, renovated in 2016. It is by far, I think, the nicest tower yeah. in Tropicana. Uh, so if you have to stay at Trop, I heartily recommend the Havana Tower. Yeah, it is the longest walk from the casino. Oh, it, is, it is so far <laughs> from everything. Yeah, a lot of people really like north and south because they're the closest to the casino. Mm-hmm. I think sort of south is probably the most popular for that because it's the most recently renovated. But yeah, I think Havana is nice. I don't mind the walk. There's a high, high probability that I'm in Havana Tower next trip. So this question is from MJ Farag on Twitter. Surely his real name or their real name. <laughs> so thank you for that question. And I think, right. did you say Scott States was the previous question? I, d- I did not, but it was indeed Scott States. So a question for you. Apparently this person is a massive QPR fan, John Brennan. <laughs> his Twitter handle is like QPR01. Uh, yeah. What are your opinions on this article? And the article is at Forbes, how the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino became Atlantic City's best resort. So I did not read it. So what? You'll, you'll have to okay. take this one. Uh, my first opinion is that I hate the Forbes website. It's like the worst thing ever of 1999-2000 era web design where the content takes up approximately one and a half inches wide and everything else is pop-up ads. But beyond that, I like Hard Rock a lot. I think I've made that pretty clear. But I don't quite understand why this article was written because it's just all quotes from Joe Lupo about how great Hard Rock is and like what Joe Lupo's done at Hard Rock. And so it feels like reading Joe Lupo's LinkedIn profile or something. So yeah, I don't really understand it. But I also don't really agreed that it's Atlantic City's best resort as much as I probably overrate Hard Rock like Borgata I think is still levels yeah above it <laughs> way, way above it yeah just by, in, and, by in far. terms of, and really in terms of everything in terms of yeah in terms of the casino the gambling the restaurant options I struggle to see where you can make a real yes. argument for Hard Rock beyond just like you want to be on the boardwalk they're nicer to my wife so <laughs> other than that yeah, yeah pretty much nothing so I have to say one thing for John Brennan is that I hope Tyler Roberts does a really good job for QPR this year. Leeds Loney, Tyler Roberts. Scored today, by the way. Final question by friend of the podcast, Carl. Why do you keep teasing us and saying you'll stay in the Irish pub and never do? So why don't you answer that, Craig? Because I always end up getting a cheaper room somewhere else. I will pay for it. It will be free if you stay there. Yeah, but I mean, if I'm going to get a free room somewhere else, why would I take a free room? I will even give you free... no more free. You know, the comp train is cut off for you until you stay at, at the Irish pub. And then I will That's reconsider the opening it. the floodgates again. I mean, the last couple of times I've actually gotten my own comp room. Thank you very much. But until you go with your wife. Yeah, this time. that's a good point. So, I mean, and then it's going to be into the off season when I won't have to pay for rooms anyway. So that's how we've worked this out. I mean, usually 
after your anniversary trips, you, you don't even have comps in the offseason. Yes, that's true. So. That's a good point. So we'll see how that goes after September, assuming we actually make it. Casino Dave Miller on Twitter said that he stayed there twice. So apparently it wasn't so bad that he refused to go back a second time. Legendary friends of the podcast, Bill and Eleanor of Fruit 40, did their wedding night in the Irish pub. So greatest Atlantic City reporters of all time. They are so deep into Atlantic City. Amazing. Yeah. So I think that's the whole mailbag that's for it. this episode. Yeah. Thank you guys for the questions. Helped us fill out a little bit of an episode. Presumably by the time we record again, we'll have more content, given it's going to be a while. But uh, if you want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find all of our great content and buy a shirt at do for a win.com. Reach out to Craig on Twitter, do for a win, or me, Kyle Askin, and send Craig some questions, do for win at gmail.com, and we will answer them on air, as we have just proven. So penultimate episode of boardwalk empire season five episode seven i have like a whole page of notes so i feel like you need to do the description because otherwise i'm going to talk for 10 minutes i haven't really like fully processed it yet because i think most of the episode i'm just like i don't want to see nucky give jimmy's mom to the commodore like this is not what i want and luckily i didn't but i'm sure that's coming in the finale yeah, we do sort of see him becoming the trafficker. <laughs> yes, we got we got to see him become the sheriff. Yes. The old sheriff quit. For that reason, pretty much. For yes. Beyond those flashbacks, we got to see a big confrontation between Nucky and Lucky. Yes. It's confusing that they rhyme, but Nucky ended up kidnapping one of Lucky's yeah. friends that I don't remember his name. Bugsy Siegel. Sure. The whole time that guy's been in the show, and I never knew that it was Bugsy Siegel until this episode. Uh. Yeah, Lucky and Meyer kidnap Eli's son. They do. Poor Willie. And so they end up meeting on a dark road in Atlantic City. To, As one does. To do the handoff and get back their, their people. But it was all a setup. And I guess Nucky ends up getting like taken by them or whatever. And says he'll take care of Mastriano just to get Willie back. So it's, which he does. It's, it's Maranzano. Maranzano. Yes. Mastriano. I'm sorry. I apologize to all of our Italian listeners. I think last episode we called him Masseria, but it was Maranzano. <laughs> Masseria. These yeah. names, the names are too similar. Anyways. <laughs> Again, apolo- deepest apologies to all of our Italian listeners. <laughs> they take care of, let's just call him him for my own sake. Yes. And so we, we get to see Willie kind of thrown out of a car back into the courthouse where he's working. Beyond that, ah. Oh, I mean, I think that the big news, it was the unfortunate end of Mickey Doyle. Finally oh, got shot in the neck. With one episode to go. Yeah. Right in the neck. Then again, what's his face? The old guy got shot shot in the neck and he That's was fine. That's a good so. point. That's a good point. Maybe he's not dead. Although he's been kind of kind of sidelined. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that yeah. in the last episode. And then the feds, feds are moving in on Al. I think that's the other big thing. Yeah, the feds are indeed moving in on Al. But the way they set it up, you thought we were seeing them move in on Al, but instead it was the, the setup to kill Maranzana. Mar- Maranzana, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole like web of connections in the crime families I found so confusing because it's not really the focus of the show until right now when it is super the focus of the show. I feel like if the whole thing was going to be a big setup for this end, they needed to make this diagram of crime families much clearer and not just be these like little two minute snippets over the course of the last two freaking seasons but anyways that's my complaint is there anything else that we need to talk about plot wise in the show i don't remember anything else that really happened but i don't know you have reams of notes did i miss anything well so jillian writes a letter to nucky trying to get (laughs) her out of that sanitarium or whatever 
We'll see. That's probably gonna gonna happen in the finale, I assume. Yeah, so you kind of get this juxtaposition of, like, Nucky clearly feels bad about probably trafficking girls, including Jillian, to the Commodore, and now he maybe has a chance to, like, save Yes, it seems like that would be... I mean, we got to see, because, you know, Nucky obviously kicked out the, the young kid that was with him, because he does not want him to live the same life that Nucky lived, at least that's the assumption I had. Whatever that guy's name is. Doesn't matter. The hick. As Nucky put it. Doyle's assistant. We also got to see Nucky, you know, telling Margaret to short some some stock for him. Yes. So, yeah, is he going to end up with money anyway, even though he's, like, given up his whole empire now to the lucky Meyer Lansky people? So, I don't know. We'll see what happens in the finale. The finale, I'm sure, will be the culmination of Lucky Luciano's real-life story of him becoming the boss of bosses and and cutting a deal with with everyone, like every mobster in the whole country, basically. Uh, it seems like that's going to happen in the finale. We'll probably get to see some Nucky and Jillian, probably some conclusion of whatever this stock scheme Nucky has going on. I'm not sure what else there really is. There's not a whole lot else out there, right? You know, probably something with Eli and his family. Who knows? Yeah. yeah no, that's that's it. I'll go to jail. Yes. I mean, that's obviously going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm interested to see how it ends, although I'm a little disappointed that it's setting up to be the whole Atlantic City Nucky angle is basically just being used to, like, tell the story of nationwide crime mm-hmm. boss Lucky Luciano. And I also don't understand, like, really what Lucky's motive is to go after Nucky in this way, ex- other than just, like, he wants to get as much area as possible. Like, is it just the Florida deal? Like, is that what he's pissed off about? Or is it just, like he has to have as much as possible and so yeah no it, it doesn't make sense given how how lucky he was portrayed in the first few seasons to see him the way he is now it doesn't like there was obviously some jump that happened and this is like significantly after i guess season yeah. four or whatever the last season was there could have been more build up there i think but anyway we'll see what happens i have character development qualms with the series <laughs> but one episode left and you know maybe it'll just end brilliantly and i'll come back raving about how great the show is yeah Anyway, well, we'll talk to you guys in two or three weeks and uh, close out the the chapter that is Boardwalk Empire. And and we're getting close to closing out, maybe, unless you want to keep it going forever, no matter what. History segments? The history segments. Yeah, so I looked and we started getting really consistent with it around episode 86, 87. We had done it a couple of times before that, but not Mm -hmm. really much. So we'll see where we're at once we get to there. see what happens. Everybody really enjoy... The Atlantic City Air Show and the Free Lit Concert at the Yard. That's right. Because it's not sad at all that they're playing at 4 p.m. on a Wednesday, it turns out. No, not sad. Huge crowd. Huge crowd expected. Sad. (laughs) All right, have a good one. I need a microphone that's on an arm so i don't have to slouch a ridiculous amount yeah me too even this is like as much as nice as this microphone is it's not really in a great position need one on an arm i need one of those like racing chairs too that all the twitch streamers have yeah all you do is watch the boob streamers or whatever on twitch all the asmr streamers who are like licking (laughs) microphones and stuff we've talked about that already. we've talked about this yeah no i watch all the soccer streamers who watch i watch other people watch soccer that's right those channels are absurdly popular, by the way, and it's, I just don't understand it. <laughs> he says while well, he watches them for like six hours a day.